Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Riley. And we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 13th scariest movie moment of all time is Scream from the year 1996, directed by Wes Craven. I know that's right. Hello, we're here. Hello. Yeah, we're back. Um, elephant in the room. I have laryngitis. <laughs> so I'm many sure you could happen. Tara Literally, went on vacation. I am moved. Tara got laryngitis, so it's been like a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a rough one. And they but didn't we have are. COVID before I left. <laughs> like you did have. Oh yeah, Tara had COVID, and so then that Tara went on vacation, time. and then I moved, and then Tara got laryngitis. <laughs> yeah, I've been dead and sick, and mostly <laughs> the reason why things have gotten pushed back. And then I posted your birthday post and was like, "We have not acknowledged the <laughs> There's gap. No more podcasts." And then I was like, "I'm not putting that on your birthday post." So I just left it. Yeah, it's, I think I very purposefully said like an undetermined break because I did yeah, not yeah, know yeah. when we would be back. No, exactly. And now it's about to be the winter holidays and I'm sure we will oh, take God, another yeah. break. We're going to have to. We'll figure Sorry. it out. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's Scream. Hi. It's also, yeah, it's fun to distance it. We're getting towards the end of this cycle. Yeah, we're stretching you know? it out. Yeah. Plus, everyone's so excited, like my mom. True. The moms are excited. Hell Yeah. And moms, thank you. <laughs> thank you, moms. Oh, speaking of which, this is, I was like telling, <laughs> I was telling my mom, this is a mom <laughs> podcast now. Um, I was like, you have to, like, have you seen Scream? Because she's seen a couple of like the like big classics. So she's like, no, I haven't. I was like, you have to. She's like, I will no. not. I am so scared. It's not that scary. I know. Well, but, the yeah. first time you watch it, it's probably really scary, <laughs> <Right>? actually. <laughs> um. And I was like, so everyone except my mom has to pause this right now and go watch Scream if you haven't. Oh, yeah. Like, I it's cannot overstate the brilliance of this movie, dude. I love Scream. Me too. So good. Dare I say the most iconic opening of all time? Oh, absolutely. Dare I say one of the most iconic films of all time? No, literally, because I literally wrote down somewhere. This is like there's so much like iconic imagery. And like, I was just thinking about this. The scariest thing that ever happened to me on Halloween was somebody in a ghost face costume got on the bus Ew. with like what I'm sure was a plastic knife, but I was like 11. You can't do that on public transit. You literally transit. can't. Got on the uh, the bus with a plastic knife, made someone get out of their seat <gasps> so they could sit down. Mm -hmm. Ew. Isn't that the scariest shit you've ever heard? That's like in elementary school when we would have like the Halloween like costume parades. I would always be so scared of the boys who had the ghost face masks with like the blood. With the blood pump. I Literally. hated those. I was so Me scared too. of them. Yep. Yep. So it's like you're terrified of it as a child even before you are able yeah. to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I have such a distinct memory of being in middle school mm -hmm. and like watching Scream on my friend's like computer. Like we were all like sitting on like computer chairs like huddled around a laptop and like I don't even think it was a laptop. I think it was a desktop computer. And we were like fast forwarding to all the scary scenes, which was just all like the kill scenes <laughs> and only watching those. And that was which my so first scream, scream experience. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> we're like, get to the kills. <laughs> 
I mean, that's like when you're, especially when you're that age. Yeah. It's like, I want to be scared. Like, I just want, it's like, how can I shock myself? How can I, that's why, that's why I got into horror. Yeah. My first horror thing that I ever encountered was, um, that I ever like on purpose encountered <laughs> was the, the NBC Hannibal show. And I literally yeah. was like, I was having a bad day and I was like, I just want to feel scared. Let's make like, it I don't worse. I want to be sad today. I want to be scared instead. And it worked. <laughs> and it worked. And now I get scared all the time, but it's awesome. <laughs> I love being scared. It's fun. It's cathartic. Exactly, Rah. dude. <laughs> well, that's also you, because uh, you put me onto most things, um, <laughs> as like with horror and like other stuff. Um, but I remember having a conversation. I think before I ever saw the movie, you—I think you were writing a paper for a class. I did about... write a paper in college about Scream. Yeah, or it might not have been for class, but yeah, like it was. the teenage <laughs> apathy thing. Okay, there you go. Um. And every single, like, I was taking notes about that constantly. I was like, oh, Riley's going to be so excited. It's <laughs> a really good point. I mean, that is the point he's making. It's so I good. Was, I was also thinking about my college essay a lot. Yeah, it was a sick essay. Movie. It was really fucking cool. Um, but speaking of this being, um, th we get a little teenage apathy right in the beginning. But also in terms of it being scary, this is like the most upsetting title card. Cause it's like just the name of the movie, but it like, I think it flashes red and yeah. there's like just unidentified women screaming and you're yeah. like, uh, that's the, th that's the title. <laughs> they're doing, they're, they're doing, doing, the, doing thing. the thing. Not as like not talking face to face for a month and then speaking in perfect sync. <laughs> but yeah, it's fucking scary. It's scary. So we start with, um, our dear beloved Drew Barrymore, um, in like the iconic, like, like really like sharp bob and like the little white v-neck sweater i love drew barrymore she's so good and i remember so vividly holly redacted's acting class um <laughs> on camera when she was like talking about the, the triaging your focus thing oh yeah and she's like look how she always turns around the right way so the phone never blocks her face and everything and she was like she was a child actor like she knew the business she produced the movie it's like <laughs> dude yeah like she was like top build she was on all of the posters yeah i love she's that like, shit it's like she is the like direct second mastermind behind this movie behind us yeah you know? truly which this is what his fourth or fifth time on the podcast now he's a frequent flyer of the friday he really Real Life podcast he's a fucking genius and yep. it's so fun to watch him like get better and better yeah like we started last house on the left was the first one right uh-huh and it's so brutal and then and look at us now oh oh that fucking um it's the one we always forget the serpent and the rainbow oh yes and nightmare on Dude. elm street Ugh, and now this one, which is so Craven. good. Me too. Ugh. So our star, Drew Barrymore, uh, is watching movies in her house. And she's like, I think this happens while she's on the phone. The phone rings. She picks it up. Um, and I like she's like, hello, who is this? And he's like, who is this? It's some guy and he sounds creepy. And she's like, well, you dialed a phone number. And he's like, I don't know who I dialed. And she's like, OK, like, shut up. Like, why would you do that? He's like, I want to talk to somebody. And she goes, they have 900 numbers for that. And then hangs up, <laughs> which is so funny. And it's like one of those things where like, it makes me like so excited because it's like, I know what that is. I know what that is. Yeah. It's phone sex lines. <laughs> That's what it is. Gen Z listeners. <laughs> um, so she hangs up. The mysterious caller repeatedly keeps calling back and trying to talk to her and like trying to like play little games with her. Um, and his first, I guess not really a game, it's just a question, but the first question he asks her is, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, and she says Halloween, which I think is delightful. And then she says that the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels suck, which I think is a very funny add-in. 
It's so good. And homophobic. <laughs> I was I was thinking that. I was like, I hey. said, okay, homophobe. I was like, that's the gay one. You be nice. I see how it is. It's just, it's so good. It's like, it's like one of those things. It's like 90s nostalgia. Like I was born the year after this movie came out. There were three years left of the 90s. Right. But it's like the chunky phone and the Jiffy Pop. And it's like, you know, stuff that carried over into the early 2000s. Oh, the it's Jiffy just Pop so is so good. Because like the movie isn't dated. It's just like the mise-en-scene is dated. The mise-en-scene. <laughs> it's just so fucking good, dude. Um, so while they are chit-chatting, his like line of questioning, it doesn't get more intense. Like it's all they're just like talking about horror movies, but he starts like getting more urgent about it and like still will not reveal who he is to her. And she's like starting to get a little bit wary of him. And she's like, like, why are you asking me all these questions? Like, why do you want to know all of this? And he says, I want to know who I'm looking at. And it's like record scratch moment. She freezes. She's like, what the fuck? Switches gears so fast to like fear. Like she was playing around. She was a little cautious of him, but now she's like, yeah, oh, she's like fuck, a little no. flirty in a way that's not serious. And then it's like, ah, uh, I literally, I said when talking to a man suddenly gets scary. Yeah. You know? Um, and like often in my experience, when talking to the man gets scary, it's not because he's outside my house threatening to kill me. Right. But like sometimes they cross a line and you're like, huh? Oops. What? <laughs> That was who I'm looking at. God was. was oh, I want to know who I'm looking yes. at. God. I love that line. I didn't use punctuation. It's so. I have written down so many verbatim lines, and I love that line too because it's so clearly not like the killer slipping up. Like he didn't make right. a mistake. He just yes. like wanted to sprinkle. Like he wanted her to be mm -hmm. more scared than she was. Yes. It's like when he's ready to flip. Like it wasn't like oh oops didn't mean to say that. Like no he meant to right. say that that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's very slimy and slippery the way he's talking the whole time, yeah. but it's like, well, and like he is being flirty, like in a way that becomes so sinister, but like, you know, it's sort of like, and it's like, oh, that's why he's talking like that, whatever. And then it's like, oh, that's why he's talking like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, ooh. so the tension is escalating. The Jiffy pop is burning. She's locking all the doors and all the windows. She's like, I'm going to call the police. The killer voice says they won't make it in time. And like, Drew Barrymore is just so good at being scared. Like oh. she's just like screaming and like crying and like doubling over and just like, she's so good at it. I, he's like, the police won't get here. And she's like, well, my boyfriend's coming over. And she, what is it? He's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you. Cause like earlier when they were flirting, he was like, do you have a boyfriend? She was like, no. Now she's like, I do have a boyfriend. He's going to kill you. And he's like, oh uh, yes, yeah, Steve. And she's like, huh? And Hard. he's like, oh, go turn the porch lights back on. And she does, and there is Steve, and he's all tied up and duct taped to a chair. Which literally, uh, I don't know how this was executed. I don't know yeah. how they got him there. Yeah, he's running real quiet. I know, and like it must be so fucking dark outside. I know. I'm not gonna poke holes though. It's just funny. No, it is funny. Well, it's like one of the things she's like, "How do you know his name?" And you're like, "How do they know his name?" He's like, "I just do." Okay, so Steve is tied up outside. He already seems like a little bit battered. He's like duct taped. It's no good. Um, but the killer says it's like movie trivia time, basically. And if you get this movie trivia right, I won't kill your boyfriend. And 
like I forget what the first couple of questions are, but then the last question he asks is who was the killer in Friday the 13th? And she's like, it's Jason. He's like, wrong. And she's like, you know, I've seen that movie 13 goddamn times. Like I know it's Jason. And like to the killer's point, (laughs) it really is an easy question. (laughs) Like if you've seen that movie so many times, it's really an easy question. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's pretty, like I understand she is under duress. Right. (laughs) But it's a really easy question. (laughs) Well, that's the thing I was trying to talk about and then couldn't get my thoughts together was um, the first question is like, who's the killer in Halloween? And she said, that's her favorite horror movie. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like she's so scared. She fucking can't produce an answer. Yeah, Um, that's true. But no, it's well, because just the thing is when you think about Friday the 13th, it's not like, oh, it's Jason. And then surprise, it's like somebody. And then it's like, here's what's up. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like there's yeah. not even a hockey mask in the first one. No, like not even like, a little unless bit. she's like deep in like the sequels. I'm like, what do you mean? Right. You forgot. <laughs> That's like how they get the audience. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you would have died, dumbass. You know, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she gets it wrong, so her boyfriend gets gutted. <laughs> and he calls her blondie, and it's scary. Also, like that is, I think, the goriest part of the entire movie is that gutting. It's yeah, so fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's great. That's because. I'm playing my hand early, but in the special at the end, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think we all know where this is going, but in the special at the end, Wes Craven talks about how, like, if you scare your audience, like so fucking bad in the opening scene, he's like, you won't have to worry about them until like the end of the movie. (laughs) Like you can do whatever you want and they're going to be scared. Like as long as you scare the shit out of them in the very beginning, you're golden. (laughs) Because then it's like, okay, that happens so fast. I can't trust a single fucking thing. Exactly. He's a genius. He's a fucking genius. Yeah. Dude. I kept like writing notes and then like pausing to start a new one with the intention of going back. And I never did. My next note just says he's all over the place. Like D-A place. <laughs> You're so right for that. <laughs> yeah. It's just chase time. Oh, I was looking up he's chasing yeah. this girl all over her home. He's like somehow inside. I don't know how he did that. Sorry, we're saying he, not to spoil. I mean, he which... sounds like a man on the phone. You know? Yeah, true. And that comes up later. So it's mm-hmm. like, teehee. And we're but not like... spoiling Scream. It's been out for 30 yeah, exactly. years. Exactly. Right. They ha- it's like, how could he possibly move so fast? It's like, it's like inhuman, you know? Yeah. Or. Um, it's right? true. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, he's chasing her all over creation and like throwing chairs through the glass doors at the back of the house. And it's Ghostface just fucking is such so like a goofy prat folly <laughs> motherfucker. Like he's always like tripping over things. Like I wish there was like a whoa, 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 whoa. Cause he's like <laughs> always sliding around and crashing into shit. That would be a really good like scream, but I edited in like. Like he's so effects. goofy. He is. He's it's a true. cartoon. He really is. Um. But he does finally get a hold of her um, and he stabs her as and... he does. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, but she is want the... to do. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're so fucking right. Um, and she knocks the knife out of his hand. So he just fucking strangles her. Yeah. Um, but oh, oh, oh. And this whole time because oh, she yeah. was gonna. Well, I mean, she's on the phone because she's been talking on the phone to this guy. But after he's like inside the house, she still has the phone. And she's like, oh, I should like call the police or something. But she gets like kind of wrapped up. Um, So the phone is off the hook, which is important for right now. Yeah. And it's also like part of what she's like beating him with. True. You know? Yeah. Like, knocking him away were from big. 
Yeah, it's huge. Um, and uh, and and as he's like chasing her outside, we see like her parents' car driving up because you know it's her parents' car, you know. Yep. Um, or a car. People are coming near the house, <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's gonna get away. She's gonna get away. It's fine. Um, and they're like pulling into the driveway, and she's like, you know, they're fighting. Um, and he starts to, to strangle her and she gets away and the parents are like about to walk in the door and she screams for her mom, but she can't make any noise. It's terrible. They're like right uh, fucking there too. And it's, I, I can do it. She goes, I can do it. Mom, I can't Literally. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little less terrifying than that. <laughs> um, which like, this is silly, but like, if you've had the wind knocked out of you, yeah. Like, you kind of know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And, like, very specifically, when I got the wind knocked out of me, I called for my mom. So watching her do that is very deeply scary to me <laughs> and my brain. Um, and it's also scary because it's really fucked up. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> yeah, I said, hmm, what if I cried? God, so they run inside and everything's all fucked up. And, like, there's glass all yeah, over the floor and the popcorn's on fire. It's very bad. So they're like, oh, okay. And it's not, like, our teen daughter, like, trash the house right. vibes. It's, like, something's wrong vibes. Yeah. Um, oh, so they uh, they try to call mm -hmm. the police. But their daughter, Casey, is, like, still holding the phone outside. It's like they can't make a call because that's how landlines worked, everyone. Um, <laughs> but what they can hear is, like... Casey's dying breaths, essentially, just like whispery, like weak, like whimpery breaths, like as she is being murdered. And the mom's like, uh, something's not, something's not right. It's so fucking bad. And like the dad hears and he's like, go drive to the Johnsons, like call the fucking cops. And she goes, no, not my daughter. And I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk <laughs> up out of my apartment right fucking now. It's very upsetting. It's so sad, but he's smart. Like. It's like, hey, I'm going to make you feel so fucking upset right now. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, oh, man, that's so fucked up. And it gets then worse. she leaves the house. So the mom steps outside to go to the neighbor's house. And we just see, like, we don't see what she's looking at. We just see her, like, take the biggest, deepest breath and, like, fucking scream. And she, like, drops out of frame. The dad comes running out. And then we, like, zoom across the yard to what she was looking at. And it's Casey fucking strung up in a tree. And, like, she's a little bit gutted, is she not? I don't really remember. It's just kind of a lot of viscera. She's hurting. Yeah. And that's the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'll never be okay again. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it's time for someone to type on a big chunky computer. Oh my God. The biggest <laughs> computer. So and it's Sydney with her like 90s bangs and her little wisp in the front. She's wearing yeah. a fucking nightgown in her pink bedroom. It's crazy. The Indigo Girls poster. Like, it's yes. So Oh my god and then we get the first of like the mind games mm -hmm. because she's typing on her computer and like we don't know what kind of movie this is we just saw a teenage girl get so murdered we know it's a scary one right exactly <laughs> and somebody pops into the window frame and she screams and that you know we get the little brr thing yep. on the violin and then it's just skeet ulrich being like hi <laughs> it's fucking billy loomis it's her boyfriend apparently this is very romantic i hated it <laughs> yeah just pops in her fucking window. Uh, we get the little nugget that her dad is going out of town for the weekend for business. It doesn't matter. You just need to know he's gone. Um, and then we embark on a scene of memorable one-liners. Yeah. 
it's so cute that he sneaks in through her window right up until the point where it's like you realize he has shown up at his girlfriend's house completely unannounced to be like, we don't fuck enough, actually. He is such a freak ass. And I know, like, I remember being like 12, 13, 14, 15, et cetera, watching this movie. And I was like, oh, my God, Billy Loomis is so hot, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I was so into him. And I like so fell for it. But now as an adult woman, as a recently 26 yeah. year old woman. I watch this movie and I'm like, this guy's a fucking maniac. Yeah, like, he's a huge piece of shit. Dump him immediately. And him being like, I'm not pressuring you or anything. Rocking up being like, I don't know about all this. It's like, no, you are. Fuck he's you. He's like, oh, I was watching The Exorcist <laughs> tonight and it was edited for television and it was making me think of our relationship. We used to be hot and heavy R rating on our way to an NC-17 and now we're PG. And I'm like, shut the fuck up just talk like, like a you person you are 17 shut, shut your mouth you couldn't get into an nc-17 movie get into, exactly exactly um Sorry, that's the problem yelled. is he's pretty no you're right do it like we, he hasn't even done anything yet no he totally has he has actually yeah Whew, okay um literally like can so, you fall? <laughs> so they make out yeah it's so funny he's like we can do over the clothes stuff and she's like sure and oh god it's awful but it's like his like little hand slides up her leg and she like pushes it down and i literally did that once and i think it's because i saw it in screen <laughs> it's like this is what i'll do i, I was fucking like, oh, you can from, do that remember i remember freshman year of college uh we were at a party and i went back to a boy's room we were like talking at a party and i was like oh my god a new friend because i'm a stupid dumb girl and he was like we were talking about like movies and stuff and he was like you want to come back and watch a movie and i was like hell yeah i do I'll kill him so we went back to his dorm room and he was like what kind of movies do you like and i told him i like scary movies so he put on scream and i remember like we got through like a couple of scenes and like watch it and he was like watching me watch it and he was like you're not getting like really scared and i was like well no like i've seen this movie a bunch of times so he turned it off because i wasn't scared <laughs> and he wanted me to be fucking scared i yeah i isn't that I hope crazy? he trips and falls and looks like a really big idiot. I'm going to say that because I can legally say that. I remember details of that. I didn't realize he turned Scream off because you weren't scared. Because I wasn't scared. I was like, terrifying. fuck you, I want to watch Scream. <laughs> Literally. Like how fucking funny to turn off Scream because the girl you took home wasn't scared enough. Yeah, that's like, did you watch it? Are you aware of what you are? <laughs> Literally. God. Anyway. <laughs> Scream. But it's like it's such a thing that women deal with in like any regard of like sure yep. i'll come watch it. like sure yeah whatever um so she knows he wants to have sex with her but she doesn't want to mm -hmm. and then also it's so funny because it's like they make up for about like 15 seconds if that and then she's yeah. like okay go home <laughs> night night um <laughs> but he's like we he's all this movie ratings shit and she's like well would you settle for pg-13 and he's like well what would that even mean and i'm like you know it means you're you the one bringing up the mpa rating system <laughs> Uh, so she flashes her tits, which like that nightgown. How did she open that? There how are, like, did she three do buttons that? Right here. Where are her boobs in relation to her clavicle? Like <laughs> it's just her. It's just her clavicle. That's all. We don't it's know. She's like collarbone. Yeah. He's like holy fuck. Like flashes her ankle. <laughs> um. Anyway, he leaves, and then it's time for school. Except uh, it's not really school. Yeah, it's, it's like the next news day. Van town. News fans all over the fucking place. We got Gail Weathers reporting live on the scene. Miss Courtney Cox, uh, in uh, an iconic role. Love her. Um, everyone's reporting on the murder that happened last night. Kind of forgot about that. Uh, we see Sydney's BFF Tatum shows up. Uh, 
uh, makes brief mention of her brother Dewey, which is important for like five minutes from now because uh, he's a cop. And um, basically everyone in the school is like getting interrogated about the murder from last night. And it's so good too because um, Tatum and uh, and Sydney like meet up on the way inside, I think, and she's like, oh, they're going to question everybody, yeah. blah, blah, And um, they like tell us something's wrong with what Sydney's gone through without telling us what it is. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Vague trauma. Right. It's like, oh, this, like, I don't know exactly. She's like, don't worry, it'll be okay. Like, it's not going to be like last time or whatever. And then like, everyone's like really weird about her hmm. being brought in to talk to the police. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because we see um, like the principal, the interrogations happening in the principal's office. The principal is Henry Winkler um, and uh, he's talking to the two cops and they're like, OK, next up is Sydney Prescott. She's the daughter of and like trails off and everyone's like, right. grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, And like if the principal was played by anyone else than Henry Winkler, I would be like just like throwing up in my hands right no, now. Absolutely because he's like way too touchy with her she like sits down and he like chucks her chin you know like yeah he's like touching her okay. face i'm like your principal yeah. can't touch your face you really can't but it's also henry winkler so but you're it's like henry winkler. <laughs> i'm like Perfect i watch casting. that old man dance on tiktok like there's no they're like there's nobody watching i love that guy that's bill Hader's acting teacher i was gonna say i was like that guy's on barry and he's so <laughs> cute anyway um so they talk to sydney i don't even know what they ask her they're like did you murder someone she's like no and they're like yeah we believe you <laughs> like go home we just had to ask yeah and then immediately after we were like hmm henry winkler principal's a little weird he gets on the fucking loudspeaker and he's like now children remember your principal loves you and i'm like i am terrified of that man he's the funniest person on planet earth maybe literally it's like it she's the man where he sings the welcome to yeah. Illyria song like it's that he like cares way too much yeah your principal loves you he wants you to be safe so now there's a friend group meeting by the fountain we've got two sets of couples we got sydney and billy loomis we know them we got tatum and tatum's boyfriend Stu. i mean boyfriend's a strong word i feel like yeah. but they have something entangled happening. yeah um Stu, played by matthew lillard we'll be talking about him so and much then, like tag along Randy. I'm like, poor guy. Poor Randy, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but some tea is that Stu used to date Casey, who's the girl who got murdered last night, and he doesn't really <laughs> seem to care. Right. Well, that's again the teenage apathy thing. Like the yeah. only person who's really dropped into it is Sydney, because this is obviously for reasons we don't understand yet, very traumatic for her. But like the announcement is being made, like everyone go home, like there's a murder investigation and the kids are all like sitting by like a like a fountain right like playing yeah. music and like like yay like no school and it's like but think about why there's no school for a minute right it's like they're all making jokes they're a bunch of freak asses yeah it's fucking crazy and like they're like dude didn't you date casey and she meets it very earnestly and like kind of like the coded like why are you not fucking upset and he's right. like oh it's for two seconds that's like okay but you liked her enough to date her for two seconds like right it's it's, it's troubling when someone yeah. you know gets murdered <laughs> right even if it's so t like just <laughs> yeah um freak asses and like and it's like not just like it's not just like the boys being boys like tatum is like really finicky in that she only cares when like it's directly affecting sydney which is like sometimes so sweet and why right. i like her so much 
but he's like, I only dated Casey Becker for two seconds. And Randy's like, yeah, she dumped you for uh, Steve Orth. And then he's like, and then she goes like, I thought you dumped her for me. And it's like, this is not the thing we need to be worrying about right now. <laughs> she, two people were murdered because her boyfriend was murdered too. Right. Two people got murdered. They don't care. It's so wild. Um. Oh, but they're talking and they're like, oh, they're like, did it, did they ask you if you like liked hunting? And they're like, yeah. Um. And someone's like, why the fuck did they ask you that? And it's Stu and Billy are the guys who got asked that and maybe Randy, I don't know. Um. And the girls are like, well, we didn't get asked that. And they're like, well, yeah, it's like, cause they were gutted and like guys go hunting and like girls wouldn't do stuff like that. And fucking Tatum is like, that's not very feminist of you. <laughs> Rose McGowan. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. And like, yeah, that's true. But like, yeah. again, not the point. Um, but she's like, and they're like, oh no, a man wouldn't do that. And she's like, the, like they're going back and forth. And he's like, oh, poor Sydney. She's like, how could, sorry, I just watched the movie. If you can't fucking <laughs> quoting every fucking line. But she's like, how could you do that? Like, how could you gut somebody? And Stu is like, it's easy. Bro. And like, like the way Billy perks up and looks at him and. They have such a funny, so not good. funny, but like interesting exchange, the two of them, when they're talking like, <laughs> like alibis and like them all getting questioned. And Billy's like, well, it could have been anybody, right, Stu? And it's like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> Literally. But he Wait, like cool. pops up. <laughs> he pops up and he goes, it's called tact, fuck rag. Yes. Amazing line. Yep. Amazing line. But yeah, Randy's like, like, okay. Cause Randy's like very into like, oh, like he like, he's, <clears throat> we'll learn very soon that he likes horror movies and he's very like too analytical much. and cold and <laughs> yeah, way too much. And That's he's coming very, from like, us. Cold and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. No, no. Um, and he's very cold and analytical about like this whole thing. And he's like, well, what if you killed her? Like, where were you last night? And Tatum's like, he was with me, like, shut up. And they're like cracking some joke about like liver in a mailbox and fucking Matthew right. Lillard goes, liver alone. I get that line read. I get a lot of Matthew Lillard line reads from this movie stuck in my head a lot, but that one, liver alone specifically, I'll just be like walking around the apartment and my brain's like, liver alone. It's so good. There's so many. Um, and so everyone, like everyone is gradually kind of getting wise. Like Tatum and Billy are like, Hey everyone, like Sydney is getting upset. Do we think we know why? And they do. We don't, but you know, and we're about to find out why, because Sydney's at home by herself, like watching the news and we get the news report that it's like the one year it's almost it's the day before the one year anniversary since her mom was like brutally raped and murdered. And the news report comes from Gail Weathers. Yeah, it does. Who we're like getting to see as like kind of a news staple. God, and she's like changing the channels and she can't get away from it. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, so then she takes a sad couch nap about it. Yeah, and she's like alone in this gigantic, they all live in these huge houses. Yes! And it's like Fucking this Northern like... California. <laughs> um, and it's this like beautiful, idyllic like house, but it's so big and she's alone in there. Her dad has gone. And she's on the phone with Tatum and Tatum's like, I'll come pick you up at seven. Um, so she takes her sad couch nap and she wakes up and it's dark and immediately it's like, oh no. Uh-oh. And the phone rings and like by now, not even by now, we're prepped to be nervous about that from the beginning of the movie. Yep. That's another thing. I meant to bring this up that like when Drew goes to call the police, the phone rings as she's dialing and yes. she like screams like she gets scared. Oh, she's so, so scared. She's so fucking scared. Um, and Sydney isn't scared yet because none of this shit has happened to her. 
but uh, she answers the phone and Tatum's like, hey, sorry, practice ran late because I think we're supposed to understand that she's a cheerleader. I don't know. They always are. Something. She's practicing something. Yeah, right. Um, and she'll be there a little late. She's going to stop by the video store where Randy works um, to pick up movies. And I think, oh, she's like, we're going to pause a movie just right so we can see Tom Cruise's dick. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fun. I know. Go off. <laughs> Back in my day, we had to pause the movie. <laughs> and now I can see Tom Cruise's dick anytime I want. Whenever Tom, I want. I don't even have to pay money out. for it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Probably. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like, okay, like, see you soon. And she hangs up the phone. And then the phone rings again. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Here it is. What's about to happen? Uh, she answers the phone. It's the same voice from the beginning of the movie. And like immediately, not even an ounce of fear of this girl. She's like, fuck you, Randy. Stop calling me. Because <laughs> it's like, and it's one of the, it's like, I love the like, hey, guys, like, it's not funny. Stop it. I love that trope. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but in this case, she literally is like, hey, guys, fucking stop it. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Tatum's going to be there in a minute. Like, stop being an asshole. And I forget, like, what the conversation is or what turn of phrase it is, but she starts to, like, doubt herself a little bit that it, it is Randy, and she's getting a little bit nervous. Uh, I think he says something like, I'm outside or something yeah, to that effect. Yeah, I think he's like, because I'm, she's, oh, she says something like, like, oh, Randy, like, you sound so sexy. That's not like you. And he's like, it's because I'm not Randy. And she's like, mm -hmm. okay, like, then who fucking are you? And he's like, the guy on your porch right now. Yeah, because then she goes out to the porch, but yeah. she finds nobody there. And this is just my favorite thing ever. She's like, if you can see me right now, what am I doing? And she starts to pick her nose. <laughs> she goes, okay. But she's like, okay, what am I doing? Like, Right. I was like, don't give him any clues. And he doesn't say shit. So she's like, okay, bye, Randy. And then before she can hang up, like really fast and really aggressively, this guy's like, if you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. And that's when she's like, okay, definitely not Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least we um, hope not. Yeah, right. Line we hope Randy would not cross. Yeah. Um, I literally, when the phone rang the second time, I wrote down, get a job, stay away from her. Stay away from her. Um, <laughs> but also, like, she goes onto the porch. She, like, kind of peeks out the window. But I'm like, you ever get so mad? You're like, I can take him. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um oh yeah this so she goes inside and like locks the door because she's like "Ooh, fuck this isn't good but he's already inside and he pops out of like her coat closet and then it's a whole chasing he chased her up the stairs and before when she was talking to who she thought was randy and she was like dogging on horror movies she's like i forgot the exact line but it's like there's always some big breasted girl who runs up the stairs when she should be running out the front door and we see her like try to leave out the front door, but she has a little chain lock on it and oh, she can't yeah. get it open. So she runs up the fucking stairs and I'm like, ha. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh God. He's like, do you, do you want to die? Cause your mom sure didn't. And then it's like, okay, that's a new layer. Yeah. Um, and I had forgotten that he's really there because mm -hmm. in my head, this was a fake out. No, um, he's for so real he there. popped out and I freaked out. It's like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> But she picks up a phone and it seems like like he had the time to like cut her phone line. Something, um, yeah. Oh, or maybe she left it off the hook downstairs. I don't know. It's doing Land like the busy signal. were so complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's not, well, it's not a busy signal. It's that one where you leave it off the hook and it goes. Mm -hmm. rrr, rrr, rrr. Um, so she's like emailing 911 on her computer. Like, she calls like, 911 from the computer. I didn't know you could do that. I know. <laughs> 
I probably would have done that as a kid yeah. not to be funny because I just used to get scared all the time. <laughs> the scariest shit that ever I they used to like just like shit would knock around at like our basement door. Um because there was like a little gate that wasn't always locked uh, Mm because the lock had been broken for a long time and then we fixed it. Um, And then there was another locked door. But like stuff would skitter around, like leaves would blow in and I was always convinced someone was coming down there, like in there (laughs) to kill me. And one time I like peeked out the window and had like, I like saw there was like not a human person. I was like, no way. But I opened the door to see because there was definitely noise. Like it wasn't just like nothing and there was a stray cat and it wedged itself under the gate and ran off but it like zoomed out of there so fast it was so fucking scary <laughs> sorry <laughs> completely unrelated um oh yeah i would have emailed 911 about the cat <laughs> about the cat but there was a cat i got so scared hello 911 um, i'm scared yeah they're like oh what's happening it's like no nothing there was a cat outside <laughs> oh there's a good moment though because the killer like she runs into her bedroom to do the email or whatever like the web text it's so bizarre it's like omegle (laughs) i know it's and like it's like immediately available yes what is this interface it's so what did she type into her laptop to get her there it's not a laptop what is a laptop (laughs) i mean come on man this is like such a how do you use a can opener my daughter can't get me beans (laughs) (laughs) i dare you to dial a rotary phone ellen degeneres I was about to say, like, Ellen DeGeneres being like, read this giant map. <laughs> I just had, like, 15 references in my brain at once. I had Bean Dad. I had Ellen. <laughs> no, I had Ellen. And then it was Jimmy Kimmel asking Billy Eilish who Van Halen was. And she did know. She was it's just like, like I got Sorry. Gotta... I'm sorry I was born in 1997. Literally. And it's my like when bad. men are, like, doing a thing and you have to do it because it's like. Yep. Because if she was like, I know who Van Halen fucking is, they would have called her a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> This is so little, but um, she's able to keep the killer from getting into her bedroom by like opening her closet door and it like Mm -hmm. messes with her bedroom door opening. And that's how she keeps her dad out from seeing Billy when he sneaks in in the beginning. It's so good. The killer's just like flailing his arm like with the knife through the little gap in the door. But it's very futile and funny. He's a goof. Yeah, he is a goof. He's so silly, goofy, silly, goofy boy. Uh, and then our other goofy boy, Billy, like pops into the window like he is already done. And like, it is oh, what's happening? Like he like, <laughs> enters with a scream. That's, oh my God. I remember I called him like jump scare boyfriend because every time he every enters time he a scene, up. it's a jump scare. He'll like fucking scream as he enters a room. It's so alarming. <laughs> like nobody does that. He pops up in fucking windows. He goes, ah, <laughs> that's not how you enter a room. <laughs> I'm just having a vision of him like, well, here I am at school, at school. Like, walking into a school hallway like, ah, like, he's a walking jump scare. It's ridiculous. No, he really is. It's hilarious because he literally comes in and he's like, wow, wow, what's wrong? It's like, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, especially Nobody like if you think... rooms like that. And like, if you think something's wrong, you're <laughs> like, oh, what's going on? Is. <laughs> like... Literally. And she's like, ah, there is someone here trying to kill me. And he's like, and he's like, oh, I think he's gone. I'm like, based on what? what? (laughs) You just got here to my window. (laughs) Um, But he like takes her in his arms and he's like, it's fine. He's gone. And I'm like, you don't have any confirmation of this. Oh, and as they're hugging and he's like comforting her, a cell phone tumbles out of his pocket. And that's a very incriminating thing to have in 1996. Right. Like he's um, instantly like a, a suspect one. just because he has a cell phone. Which right. like how does he have a fucking cell phone? Is he rich? Literally. He must well they're all rich. They're kinda all rich, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still. But how do you have a like, cell phone? 
Like in 1996, the cell phones were big. He has a small cell phone. It's like a Nokia. Yeah. And like, like skinny. I'm like, is this a fucking walkie talkie? What are you looking How do at you here? do that? Uh, but that's enough for the police to arrest him and hold him overnight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's like suddenly he's at her house, like right when right. he was. And like, it is very know, suspicious. Yeah. They and make she's a terrified because <laughs> she just got fully attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god we get another fucking unnecessary jump scare because sydney's like running out the front door she's running away from billy because she now thinks billy is the killer so she runs out the front door she opens it and it's just the ghost face mask in her face because for some godforsaken <laughs> reason dewey tatum's brother the cop is holding up the killer's mask like facing the door like his back is turned to her but he's holding the mask like facing her to scare her like i don't know why yeah. else he would hold it like that and then he gets startled and he's screaming and he's holding a gun by the way he should not have a gun i'm so sorry no, dewey he i do not no, trust that man a with a weapon goofball. I love Dewey. He is one of my favorite characters. No, me too. He's awesome. But he shouldn't have a gun. No. Nobody should have guns. Okay. Excellent point. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a little Dewey jump scare. And then Tatum is, I think, with him because they're going to pick her up. Um, And they kind of bring her into a car and they they bring her to the police station. Um, I don't remember what she does, but I just have written down, Gail is such an asshole because she is. Oh, yeah. She... Gail's at the police station because she's trying to get the scoop on whatever the fuck is going on. And then she, like, verbally abuses her cameraman. She, like, calls him fat. That's oh, so she's is. like, when I say move, that means, like, move your big tubalard ass now. It's something like that. It's something about a tubalard ass. If someone says something mean to a fat person in a movie, you bet I'm going to have some shit to say. <laughs> nah, she's really also, mean. Like, yeah, she's mean. That's, a, that's, like, the point, you know? Yeah. Um... <laughs> So they, so she's in the station and Dewey is like questioning her, but mostly he's like, are you, well, yeah, I mean, she's giving like an eyewitness account. He's like, are you okay? Um, and he's looking for her dad and he's like, are you sure he's registered at the Hilton? And she's like, yeah. And like, we know that's true because we heard them talk mm-hmm. about it. And he's like, he's not registered there. And it's like, ah, cause like, can you imagine being a victim of a crime then not being able to get into contact with your parents? Right, and it's like for her, she's my like, shit. oh fuck, like my dad's dead. And the cops right. are like, oh fuck, her dad is the killer. Right. Like, it's a very interesting situation. And the whole time, which like have some tact, it's called tact fuck rags. <laughs> Sydney is like sitting in the middle of the precinct and then like Billy is in a little questioning room like he with a window and a direct sign of light. Yeah, sign of light. <laughs> He's a sign of light. He's he a direct not. line of sight on her. He should not be able to see her. It's crazy. Especially because he's giving her like a fucking death glare. I know. It's ridiculous. Put him somewhere Like else. I understand your feelings being hurt. I am perhaps asking a lot of a teenage boy to be understanding of maybe but being like, also, not even accused. But yeah, shut the fuck up. Not for nothing. He literally did do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what You're is fucking he mad right. about? He literally no, did it. I, yes. I literally have written down like not only is Skeet an amazing actor, Billy is a very good fucking I actor. Know. He's such a bitch ass freak ass um (laughs) he sucks so bad but there's a really good line in this moment in this like interrogation scene where the sheriff like walks in and he goes what are you doing with a cellular telephone son (laughs) and he's like but officer everyone has one these days and it's like like, oh these days don't yeah also that (laughs) they really don't it's 96 yeah um but they're like oh that's fucking weird 
like she was on the phone with a serial killer like or what with a killer and he's like <laughs> almost well, a serial like, killer yeah um and his dad is there with him and his dad's like fucking run like go call the phone company like you'll see he didn't make the calls um i don't know if there's anything else like oh because the sheriff is like well we heard you were seeing you were out to see sydney last night and his dad goes you went out last night and he's like, whoa, I was watching TV, I was bored. I wanted to see my I went girlfriend. For a drive. Yeah. I was out and, driving. And he's like, yeah, did you drive to Casey Becker's house and kill her? And I'm like, all right. No. <laughs> like, Except he totally did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is not an official questioning, I don't think. So maybe hold that that accusation back. Hold on also, to that. <laughs> yeah. Put a, put a pin in that. <laughs> Circle back. But Billy's like, you gotta believe me. Like, I didn't do this. I wouldn't do this. And he looks all like weepy, like his eyes are shiny. And then he like immediately turns back around over his chair and looks at Sydney like, rah, like I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill you. It's like, like harumph. And then <laughs> literally, <grrr. Exactly. laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, oh, so my that doesn't make her feel sorry. any safer, I'm sure. My favorite thing that comes of this police station situation is the sibling banter with Tatum and Dewey. Cause he's like trying to do his police investigation. She's like, my friend is horrifically traumatized. I would like to like take her home and like make sure she's okay. She's like, can we fucking leave? She's like, Dewey, let's go. And Dewey in all his might, he like turns around and he's like, what did mama tell you? When I wear the badge, you treat me like a man of the law. And he's so upset. <laughs> He's like so it's not just that he's angry he like looks near tears it's horrible he's he's literally me like when i get mad i cry oh real that's when i when i get embarrassed i cry and that makes it worse and then it never stops despite dewey and tatum's um argument and like tension obviously he also cares about sydney because it's his sister's best friend so he's like let's get her the fuck out of here and the sheriff is like um go out the back entrance because there's, there's reporters like, all there's around a fucking the fucking media circus is i think the phrase which i like because there's this movie ace in the hole that i talk about a lot but it got re and it didn't do well because it's really dark but it's really good and they rebranded it as the big circus because it's basically a circus gets built around a news story it's a media circus <laughs> sorry i'm done <laughs> i just got excited um so all the reporters are out front except for gail weathers who has come around the back essentially with the sole purpose of ambushing Sid. Um, and she has like some zinger about the book that she's writing, which is how we learn that Gail is writing a book about the murder of Sydney's mother, which is a sensitive subject. She has something, she's like, oh yeah, put that in your book or something. And Gail says, I'll send you a copy. And Sid turns around and punches her in the face. Hell yeah, fucking Sid, yes, super she bitch. does. <laughs> yeah, Sid, super bitch. It's so good. Oh, yeah, they just go home. Um, Sleep over at Tatum's house. Yeah, and Tatum, this is so funny. She just has like two full entire twin beds in her bedroom. I love it. Like, what happened here? But I, it's <laughs> she's rich, I guess, is the yeah, point they're making. There were like rich girls in high school who had like a second bed in their room for that's like sleepovers. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, But she's like sitting there and she she's like, that was so good. Like, I'll send you a copy and then pow. Like, she's like re like living the moment and it's very cute but sydney's but also, very upset yeah, yeah it's, super it's also inappropriate. very it's also very blase given what happened this evening exactly um yeah she got fucking attacked 
it gets worse though because the phone rings and oh. that's not good tatum's mom comes to the door i suppose dewey's mom too but <laughs> tatum's mom comes to the door and she's like the phone for sid and i'm like that's weird she's like is it my dad she's like i don't know and i'm like you didn't ask who was calling yeah. like what the f and they're calling your house knowing sydney's gonna be there like right so sydney gets the phone and it's that fucking voice again saying that she fingered the wrong guy and i just hate that turn of yep. phrase it's the mona it's the mona um yeah just like a gross way to say it because of course it is um and he's like He's like, innocent guys have no chance with you. Like, yeah. first cotton. And I think he he says, like, and now your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the other fucked up thing that Tatum does. And she's like, do you really think it was Billy? And she's like, I mean, he was fucking there. And she's like, right. Ugh, I knew he was destined to have a flaw. Tatum. <laughs> Being very blasé. Like, what a fucking insane thing to say. It's like, oh, I'm sorry your boyfriend almost attacked and killed you. He was too hot to be perfect. Like, shut up. But then nothing really comes of that it's just like an upsetting phone call and like dewey comes running out of his room with his gun but there's like there's nothing to be done because they hang up and the phone calls over and then it's the next day yeah god and then they so they drive her to school and dewey's like don't worry it's school you'll be safe here and uh -uh. it's swarmed with reporters already so like no to begin with but also no in a broader sense <laughs> um oh but before they go inside Sydney sees Gail because Gail's there, of course. Um, and she's like covering up her bruise. Yeah. And you could just see a little bit of it peeking out. And Sydney comes over. She goes, Stop right there. <laughs> um, and she's like, No, I just want to talk. And she's like, Oh, get the camera. She's like, No, I want to talk to you off the fucking record. She's like, No, like, what do you mean? And she goes, You owe my mother. And she's like, Okay, fine. Because, <laughs> like, so you do. We get to the crux of why they don't like one another, which is that Sydney was the key witness in her mother's murder case, which is just awful. Right. Um, and she identified this man named Cotton Weary as the man who killed her mother. And so he got arrested for said murder. Uh, but Gail believes that Cotton is innocent. And that seems to be like what her book is about, I would wager, about how like he was wrongfully imprisoned. So they're, they're at odds with one another. <laughs> right, and like not only is like, that traumatic for Sydney, but she was like pu like publishing articles because like she's like reporting on a murder case, but she's like a tabloid reporter. Yeah, and like um, I I don't know. It seems like she's a newscaster. She has a show, but she's like really popular, which I feel like only really yeah. happens with more like tabloidy reporters. No, I don't know. I, it's, I think of like Freddie Lowndes and Hannibal. Like it's very like seedy and um and stuff, but she's like you wrote all those stories calling me a liar and she goes oh it's such a good scene like acting wise because she's like they're kind of like at each other but it's like you kind of see her realize she is talking to a child mm -hmm. like who is traumatized who like she didn't know right personally until after and she's like i believe you falsely identified him yeah like you know not like with intention and there's this really good moment where like we don't necessarily know where sydney's head is at but they're talking about cotton weary and she's like well, like, has his story changed? And Gail says no, because she's talked to him. And she's like, well, then it's him. I saw him leave wearing, like, his coat with my mom's blood on it. And she's like, no, you saw someone leave wearing that coat. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, and that person, like, stole the coat because Cotton left it at the house by accident. 
and then they planted it on his car and framed him right and she's like no that's not true but we there there are like these really good close-up shots so you can really like study people's faces mm-hmm. and she's like you're not so sure anymore are you which is like why she came over because she did see cotton in the house and gail's running theory is that well i guess not theory what cotton has told gail is that he was having an affair with sydney's mom and was then framed for her murder so like it just adds another layer of unpleasantness to the scenario like you don't want to believe that your dead mom was cheating on your dad you know it's like a whole it's a mess with like what seems to be a controversially young man you know right <laughs> not <laughs> to leave like... schreiber i know crazy um, and like not to shade her mom, it's just like that is more like Scandy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, um, so they're in the hallway. They being uh, Sydney, Tatum, and Stu, and Stu's like, "Yeah, Billy is pissed at you for putting him in jail." It's like, okay, all right. And there's like little fucking ghost face running all around the hallway. A, like, how did you get that costume? Like, where did that mask come from? You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like there's like a moment where Dewey holds it up to like the sheriff or something, and he's like, "You can get these at every five and dime in the city." And I'm like, "What?" But like, how do the teenagers at the high school know that? You know, are right, they like releasing no, yeah. images of the murder mask? It's I don't crazy. know. No, no, you're so right. Um, but whatever. Such a good point. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, oh my god. And Stu is like continuing to not be tactful, and he's like, "Well, we should all be thanking you, Sid." And she's like, "What do you fucking mean?" And he's like, "I mean, look around this place. It's like Christmas." Um, he's such a fucking freak. And fucking, this is like, I okay, problematic take of mine. Well, it's <laughs> I know it's bad, but like the way Tatum and Stu interact is, I'm obsessed. Oh, I know. Like, they just have such good chemistry. <laughs> as actors and he like throws her over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes i was just about to bring that up it's so fucking cute. i love it <laughs> i love that scene and i have loved that scene since i watched it i was like what the hell like they're so cute i know it's bad um, but she goes stupidity leak and she turns around she smacks yes. him on the head with a lollipop she's eating stupidity leak oh so good um it's like i wonder how much of the script were like little pieces of improv because some of them have to have been some of that's just too good it's like two young people, you know, because yeah. Wes wrote the script, didn't he? Right, yeah. That or he's just really like got his finger on the pulse, you know? And like, like reminds I don't me know. of Bo Burnham writing eighth grade and he talks about yeah. how like the preteens like informed some of the script because like he wrote like a line about Facebook and one of the kids was like, nobody uses Facebook. So he put that right. in the script because like he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And it's like, I remember it was like the one meme that was outdated because it just didn't come out fast enough. LeBron James. <laughs> um but sydney's obviously upset because everyone is being really insensitive like even even tatum like they're making out and stuff i'm like drop it for a second i know he's cute i know i went to go see five nights at freddy's for that man and now look (laughs) at me um but she like turns around and runs off because she needs a minute and then crashes directly into billy who got released um Oh, which is why Stu's like, he's so mad he got released from prison. And it's like, don't say that. Yeah. Um, but she crashes right into him. Um, and like, we get past the prison of it all really quickly and move yeah. on to like, you won't have sex with me because your mom died. You should get over that. It's been a literally, year. <laughs> literally verbatim. He's like, well, I think you should get over it. And he's like, it's like when my mom left my dad. And she's like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> I have written down, um, divorce is the same as murder. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, also, my mom was murdered. 
there's also this like because it's such an iconic i feel like um it's like there's all these shots of uh fucking skeet origin like the little like white like undershirt t-shirt yep just kind of like looming that's why they call him billy loomis <laughs> um but he's like by the way like it couldn't have oh and then she's like can you lay off me like and because he's kind of interrogating her he's like oh so i'm out now and like fucking when I are we gonna fuck wrong <laughs> yeah literally like when are you gonna have sex with me and she's like you need to give me a minute like i like was i had recently been attacked and then i just got a scary phone call again last night and he's like so see it couldn't have been me like i was at the police station all night and he holds up his hand and he's got ink on his fingers yes. and like i got fingerprinted because i work at a school and i was like oh the ink's gonna be in my fingers for so long it's fucking digital now i was it's like digital. come on it's so weird um anyway yeah he got fingerprinted and he's an incel <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so <laughs> That's that for that conversation. Principal Himbri has cornered the fake ghost face in his office. <laughs> and he's just like screaming at them. And he delivers this line so funny because he just says it so fucking fast. He like looks at them. There's like a little beat. And then he's like, you're both expelled. Get out. And he's like waving these huge scissors at them the whole time. I'm like, he's like snipping like near their faces. Yeah, he yeah, should yeah. be fucking fired. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like the like full. It's like shing shing. Like it's you know, so the, loud. Like, yes, the foley artist popped off with that one. I just think that's it's funny. Oh, it's so funny because like, like get out. <laughs> well, and it's also like he's like your principal loves you, and he's like grabbing Sydney's face like my darling girl. Like I'm so sorry and all this. He should and, be fired for boys, so many things. <laughs> so many things. Oh, but the thing that's so wild is that like Henry Winkler is this like I love you principal and then he's like I hate your hoary thieving generation. <laughs> yes. And they're like we should be expelled. That's not fair. And he goes, "You know what would be fair?" And he like catches the guy's sweater on the scissors. I'm like, "Hey, you really cut can't it do out. that." <laughs> Literally, you so can't. There is a murder investigation. You can't be doing this. You can't. You can't be doing that in the best of times. And so, meanwhile, Sydney is hiding out in the bathroom, like, having a little cry. Uh, two other girls walk in, so she's, like, hiding in a stall. And these two girls are fucking insanely shit-talking her for having a dead mom. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God. And it, isn't it Skeet Ulrich's hot girlfriend? He was it like, is, please, yeah. put my girlfriend in the movie, please. And they were like, And she yeah. does the most insane line delivery of all yeah, time. Yeah, she does. Calling her mom a slut. Yeah. They're literally, they're like, she, like she's making the attack up for attention and yeah. also her mom was a slut and like it's crazy maybe she did the murders and it's like where okay <laughs> um and she's like well think about it like it's like a year ago her mom was killed and like she's like all like like upset and crazy and she's mm -hmm. like zhuzhing her hair like it's wild weird, um and she says some specific creepy sexual turn of phrase and her friend is like where did you get that and she's like sharon stone or like somebody i think it's ricky oh ricky lake you're right ricky lake you're so right because sharon stone is sharon stone later. is later yeah <laughs> so then super briefly ghost faces in the bathroom and it's like unclear if it's the real one or like someone fucking around again he is revealed like super scarily though because I think she like hears something. I don't know what it is, but she like turns and is looking at a closed bathroom stall. And he had been like standing on top of the toilet because you just see like his feet come down and then like his little robe drop. Oh, it's so good. I love that shit, dude. Oh my god. Also, she's like getting away from him and she like he lunges at her, which again like could just be a fucking piece of shit, you know. Right. But she like 
dive slides underneath them. It's so sick. <laughs> so um, she gets away. <laughs> yeah. She always does. God, she's so great. She's so badass. So um, now outside the school, Gail and Dewey meet for the first time. And I love this scene because it's one of my favorite lines in it because they're they're just like lightly flirting. You know, she says something to him like, you're awfully young to be a police officer. And he says he's 25. And she's like, oh, well, I perform best with males 18 to 24. It's like, I just missed you. And they have like a bit of a back and forth. But my favorite part is like when he's walking away and like leaving and they've said goodbye and he goes, Gail, I was 24 for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's love so that. Cute. That fucking, their chemistry is off the charts and like no shit. They were married because they were just fucking in love with each other, but it's so cute. Oh, so cute. I was 24 for a whole year. He says like oh. miss or ma'am or something. Yeah. It's well, he's like, ma'am, you're even prettier in person. And she's like, so you do watch And He was like, yes. I was 24 for a whole year. I love it. Uh, it's, oh, it's so good. That made me think of when um, they got married because I, you know, like most white girls in middle school or high school, I watched all of Friends. Mm -hmm. um, and like when they got married, everybody was like listed as like, it was like Lisa Kudrow Arquette. Like, yeah, was cute because she was Cox Arquette. Anyway. Oh, God. And he, she's like, you are awful young for a cop. And he's like, well, because of my boyish good looks. Like, <laughs> They're so fucking charming. It's unbelievable. So it's like hard to get mad when he's breaking so many laws and rules because he's so cute he's in love with her uh but also class is suspended until further notice which everyone is fucking lit about uh but there's also a citywide curfew because you know there is a murderer <laughs> yeah uh and it's time for riley's and my favorite scene where yep. um so tatum stew and sydney are all walking down the street and like Matthew Lillard like is lifted so Stu is like lifting Tatum over his shoulder and like spinning her around and he's like walking her backwards in a dip and it's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's so cute. Like because they have this very kind of like smacking each other around but in not a yeah. scary violent way like in a right. playful kind of like you know stupidity leak like that's ah, so great. Um, but they're planning a party. Stu's like I want to have a giant party at my house and Sydney's terrible like, idea. Yeah, Sydney's like, Terrible. what the fuck? And he's like, no, it'll be an intimate gathering with only the most intimate of friends. And it's like, don't talk like that. Just an awful idea. Um, but Tatum comes in hot with the not being such a great friend by being like, come on, please, Sydney, like come to the party for me. And I'm like, don't do no, this. A party is such a bad idea right now. Yeah, she got attacked again just now. <laughs> like, But then also like, Tatum is also like, well, you're not to be alone. Like, I'm going to look yeah. after you constantly. Like, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Because, like, she cares about Sydney, but also doesn't take anything seriously. So it's very much like, oh, I'll kill somebody if they hurt you, which is my whole thing. But, like, <laughs> she doesn't actually care. And I do care. I just wouldn't actually kill somebody because I'm a coward. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. But, again, so she's like, really? You have nothing to worry about? It's too fucking goes... You're totally protected, yo. I am so buff. I got you covered, girl. Like, he's so dumb. He's so stupid. He's I so love funny. Him. Regrettably. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, we'll come to the party. And they walk off, and he turns around. He does, like, triumphant air guitar. Because <laughs> yes. I was, like, trying to explain the Matthew Lillard phenomenon to my mom. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't really know him from anything. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, you his do. big things are, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she does. But it's, like, his big things are, like, the Scooby-Doo movie and, like, scream and like stuff she wouldn't know and i was like i don't know how to explain why he's so good and i figured it out that it's just he makes a choice that no one would think to make and they're exactly. so right like they're not wrong it's just like who would think of that a genius it's like 
he is always in a different movie than everyone else's, but like not in the way that's bad, like right. in the way that's good. <laughs> it works perfectly every time. Like people like, know usually, how to cast him. That's usually a bad thing. Like if you're right. in a different movie than yes. everyone else, but like it just, it makes sense and it works. Yeah, because it's like if everybody was in his movie, it would be terrible. Right. Only it's he's like the Muppet movie. Like movie. he's the yes. human in the yes. Muppet movie. <laughs> yes, he's the Muppet in the human movie. Exactly. Oh, okay. Then we get a brief interlude for the murder of Principal Hembry. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh, really that's another all it one. Is. It, yeah, and it's just Henry Winkler, like, being great. Um, and he's like that. I just, he, like, jump scares himself in the mirror a couple Several times. times. And I just love it. Oh, there is a great shot, though, because he's, like, goofing around with the fucking scissors or whatever and, like, playing with the mask or something. I don't know. And then the real ghost face behind the door stabs him. He dies, etc. But there's a great shot of, like, him on the ground and ghost face, like, looming over him. And you see ghost face in the reflection of his pupil. And it looks so cool. Stunningly done. I love it. Oh, and that's our West cameo. Yeah. Because he's, like, these little shits. And he's like, has, he opens the door of his office and he's like, oh, these fucking bastards because he hears things. And the janitor looks up and he goes, oh, not you, Fred. And Freddy Krueger's a janitor and it's Wes Craven. And Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! <laughs> all of that. Yes. All of the above. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's just it's so, so cute. good. I don't know why this scene happens. Oh, the, the uh, school's out for summer thing? Like Tatum and Sid talk about Cotton Weary. Yeah. And they're like, maybe you were wrong. And then Ghostface in the bushes. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the main thing is for Tatum to be like, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's like a rumor your mom slept with like a bunch of guys. And it's like, no, yeah, we've like, been hearing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's not just Cotton Weary. And she's like, and I think this is maybe the first Sydney's like hearing of it from a place where she's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why Ghostface is in the bushes though. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, you, are you scared? Be scared for Don't right forget. Now, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, it's also so good, though. She's like, I got, everyone's freaking out. It's like some Wes Carpenter flick. I know. I loved that. <sighs> so good. Uh, and now we're in the video store, and we're about to name drop so many horror movies, and I'm about to get so excited. This is such a good scene. I love this scene. Uh, we're at the video rental scene. store where Randy works. Um, and Stu and Randy are having a conversation about Billy and Randy's like, oh, he's got killer written all over him. Like the cops just don't watch enough horror movies. Like they don't, they got the, they missed it. Like it's definitely him. And like the whole time he's like directing people around the store and being yeah. like, like, oh, the howling, it's over there. And I was like, ah, oh yeah. Cause the girl's like, where's the werewolf movie with the mom from Cujo? And he's like the howling aisle three or something. Um, and he's like, it's like, it's like they've never seen prom night, you know? It's yeah, like, <laughs> it's um, great. Prom night revisited, he says. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, wow, like that's really bold of Billy to be standing in the horror section right now when yep. he's like a murder suspect. And Stu is like, well, he didn't do it. Cause like he got released and he's like, no, no, like this is classic. Yeah, they get um, it wrong. Right, it's like standard movie stuff. And he's like, well, why would he want to kill his girlfriend? Even if that was true, he's like, he goes, there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. And the background actor behind him goes like, she like turns <laughs> around. I was watching her the whole time. She's like watching him and she's like, ugh. That's so funny. And then funny. eventually she's like, whatever, fuck that. And walks away like, it's amazing. I'm like, this is why I want to do it. I love that. It's amazing. I'm like, well, just in case I have to be doing shit like that at all times. Yeah. 
yeah so he's like he's kind of grilling randy he's like okay what's your theory like this is ridiculous and randy's like getting gradually more and more worked up he's like no you don't get it and eventually he goes it's a very simple formula like screaming and everybody like freezes yeah. and do like very smoothly he's like oh don't worry he's on cocaine like he does a little yes. hand gesture and i had never noticed it before god that's funny He's screaming. He's like, everybody's a suspect because like Stu was suspecting that it was Sydney's dad. He goes, no, no, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. And he turns around smack into Billy and Billy, like, as he does fucking looming and like making him like move back, like encroaching on his space. And he's like, well, why isn't it you, Randy? And Randy immediately, he's like, you're right. I'm the biggest (laughs) suspect. Like, and they're like, okay, well, what's your motive? And he says, it's the millennium. Motives are incidental. Ah, which that was the title of my essay in college. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh my God. And like, of course, because again, Stu is doing the craziest possible thing at all times. He's like crouched around because it's like, that's like a school bully thing is like to grab you and be in your personal space yeah. to intimidate you. But this is like their fucking buddy. It's so funny. Um, and he flicks his earlobe. He's like, so what's your motive? Yes. I'm like, and then Billy walks away and he's like, see, that guy's got killer written all over him. I'm like, Stu just touched your earlobe. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding? They both have it written all over them. Literally. Oh, and Billy has a really fucking good line. He It's when he accuses Randy. He goes... Oh, he goes, maybe your movie freaked mine lost its reality button. You ever think of that? And Randy's like, yeah, no, I know. No, I'm very disturbed. You're right. (laughs) Then we're outside like in town and we're getting this little like montage of like everyone like kind of like closing up for the curfew. Like people are like closing stores down and people are like taking their kids home from the park. And I was suddenly transported back to when I taught full time and I asked my fourth graders what their favorite song was and one of my girls said Red Right Hand by Nick Cave which is the song that plays in this scene why did she say that (laughs) I don't know I was like have you seen and like very good kid not that you can't like not that you have to be a bad kid to like horror young obviously not true but like it was one of those things where it's like you shouldn't be into all that and you don't seem like you are you know how bizarre it was so I think it's just like her parents are like old heads which like same but I I guess they like Nick Cave it was just so funny she went red right hand by Nick Cave and I looked it up to be like I think I know that song and it was because it was that's so funny oh it was crazy um while everyone's closing up we get a little cop conversation between Dewey and the sheriff police chief I don't know and Dewey's having a little ice cream cone and we learn that they trace the calls that were coming in and that they came from Sydney's dad's cell phone. Like, that is confirmed. But they've decided, like, we're not going to tell people just yet because, like, that's sensitive information. Phones. They can clone phones. It might cause, like, a witch hunt or something. Like, there's, like, it's not a good idea to release this information right now. So they don't. And now it's party time. Sure is. They're also, like, have another weird interlude for, like, grocery store sex guilt. Mm-hmm. Because, well, now that we know that Billy um, is innocent, <laughs> um, they're, like, getting supplies for the party. And obviously there's tension because he was a dick to her. Yep. Um, but she's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I've been feeling really guilty because, like, he's been such a good boyfriend. He's been so patient with me about all the sex stuff. And, like, she obviously, like, is not happy with how she has, to, like, is feeling around intimacy. And Tatum is so cute. She goes, so you have some intimacy issues as a result of your mother's untimely death. Like, you'll fall. Which, yeah. like, sounds a little, like, f- like flippant, but it's actually kind of sweet. She's right. like, hey, that's fair. Like, you'll be okay. 
Yep. Um, and she's like, oh, but Billy's been so patient. And Tatum goes, no, he hasn't. Is- yeah, he has not. She's like, Billy and his penis don't deserve you. And I'm like, that's goddamn right. <laughs> and then as he always is, Ghostface is like lurking in the aisles. Oh, yeah, he's in like the pizza rolls or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they say Romantica. And I was like, I'm sure that's just a brand, but like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but whoa. So the kids are pouring into Stu's house. He knows everybody in the fucking town. They're all showing up. They got beer. Um, and Gail is outside the party because she thinks there's going to be a news story. At, which, how did she know there was a fucking party at Stu? I guess she, she asked lurks a lot outside of questions. the high yeah. school. Yeah. So she's like waiting to get the next scoop. And Dewey shows up too. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? So they go in to check out the party together. And Dewey, a police officer, he walks in and sees like teens drinking. And he's like, hey, I can arrest you for that. And he like takes a beer from someone. And then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. You have fun. I'm like, Dewey, yeah, you like, can't do that. You're breaking the law so much all the time, you idiot. You really can't do that. Like, he wants to be cool, you know? He's 25, which mm-hmm. I guess isn't that far off. Like, if his sister's That's like younger 18, than I am. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that, I, no one my age should be allowed to be a cop. Nope. So they get there. The kids walk into the party also, uh, Tatum and Sydney. And this is not an intimate gathering with only the most intimate no. of friends. There's, like, people doing beer bongs. Or, like, you know, like, uh, when you put the beer down the tube. Yeah. Um, and fucking Stu goes like, well, you guys were tardy to the party. So we got started without you. And I was like, don't be tardy to the party. <laughs> and Randy has showed up to the party with like a stack of horror movies, which I think is very yeah. funny. Um, and he's like calling them all out. He's like, all right, who wants to watch the evil dead? Who wants to watch Hellraiser and fucking Stu and Tater are making out. And he's like, I got a Hellraiser right here. And then during this exchange, Stu asks Tatum to go grab him a beer, which the beers are in the garage. So she exits the scene. Um, Dewey's letting kids underage drink because he's so excited to be there with Gail. And Gail, while she's there, very indiscreetly sets up <laughs> yeah. a secret camera, just like right under the TV, like in plain view. It's like large. I don't know what she yeah. thinks she's getting away with. But she, I mean, she's getting away with something. Right, because nobody sees it, even though, like, they're sitting and looking at the TV, and I'm like, surely you would notice. They're, like, all excited to see her, too. It's really funny. Yeah, because she's, like, a pseudo-celebrity or, like, micro-celebrity. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, fully. (laughs) My next note just says Tatum nipples firing. (laughs) No, literally. She does walk into the garage nipples firing. It's crazy. I'm like, don't make her do that. (laughs) No, it's, like, kind of unrealistic. It's like, all right. It, Come on it's now. It's really cold in that garage. Yeah, especially because, like, why have they just shown up now? <laughs> We've been seeing her in this outfit all day. Bing, bing. Uh, and she's like, what am I, the beer wench? And I was like, me at work. <laughs> and she um, is a little bit. Yeah, there you go. So she goes down there, um, and, I, oh, it's she walks in, and she goes for the light, but she hits the garage door button by accident. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it goes up and then, like, stalls halfway. It's like he's warning us. <laughs> Um, and she goes to get beers and there's like a jump scare because a cat runs out. Oh yeah. Stray cats. Oh my God. Scary cats. Oh my God. It's like a stray <laughs> cat running across <laughs> and she turns around to open the door and it's fucking locked. And she's like, okay guys, very funny. Uh, but nobody opens the door. So she tries the garage door again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only opens halfway again. So she's like trying to get out under it, but then it starts to go down again. Yep. 
lot of business with the garage door. A lot of business with the door. Then the garage door leading into the house opens up and Ghostface comes through. And if I was Randy, I would be pretty pissed off because everyone's immediate impulse is like, Randy, come on. It's like, hey. It's like, I would not do these horrible, cruel things, actually. And so she's like, like Randy, cut it out, blah, 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 is like walking up towards the door and is like very much on the Randy train, even like after he takes the knife out and it is only when he slices her arm with the knife, she's like, oh, um, huh. <laughs> yeah. And again, she's like full of other good one-liners. She's like, oh, what is this? Like from what movie is this? I spit on your garage. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, do you want to play serial killer? Which everyone loves that line. Uh, she goes, can I be the helpless victim? No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> because if you haven't already gathered, yeah. she's about to get murdered. He slices um, her. She's like running away from him, drops all the beer, mess up beer yeah. in the garage. She flings open the freezer door. And he smacks all these girls are good it. at fighting. And he makes the funniest noises. He's like, three. <laughs> Yeah, she also like nails him in the dick with a beer bottle. He's like, ah, oh, like he's so loud. <laughs> so it's funny. so true. And it's also like so clearly nobody's voice in the cast, which yeah. I think is really funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but the garage door is all the way down. She she runs, I think, to the switch and it's not moving now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she tries to crawl out like the doggy door. Um, and she's like made it like part of the way out she's kind of like out to her ribs but now she's yep. like getting jammed with her arm and the rest of her body which rose mcgowan um, fit through that doggy door let's all be clear oh it's had to so pretend very she obvious didn't. yeah she, she was fine through. yeah that's like on the imdb trivia like she fully yeah, like went so all the way through and was like um yeah i'd be dead oh yeah i'd be crushed so fight. if you can believe it billy jump scares at the front door because he wants to talk to sid uh yeah i have billy pops in as he is want to do he loves that shit it's so funny. And so Stu's like, yeah, you and Sid can use my parents' bedroom upstairs for privacy. Ew. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Gross. Because he's like, yeah, you guys can talk or whatever. And he's like making it so obvious that he's the one that called Billy. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> After like everyone specifically told you not to do that. Yep. Oh, we get th- this detail sprinkled in. I forget when or where or how, but Gail goes back to like the news truck to talk to Kenny, who's her camera guy, and he's like watching the feed from the camera. And we learn that there's like a thirty second delay because like she opens the door and like startles him because he like just saw her leave through the door, through the camera, um, which will come back later. Sure will. Um. Oh my God. And so um, Randy comes back over to Stu because he says, I think in the video store, he's like, now that Billy tried to kill her, you think I have a chance with Sydney? Oh, yeah. It's like, don't say it like that. Um, But oh, God. And that's like, again, one of Matthew Lillard's brilliant acting choices is he goes, you think I'd have a shot with Sydney? And he cracks up like Mm -hmm. in the most terrifying, hysterical way, like like covering his mouth and pointing. It's like three little bursts of laughter. Yeah, and then he drops it completely and goes, no, I don't at all think that. <laughs> it's amazing. really funny. Like, it's not that Stu is not interesting on the page. It's just that he looked at that and he was like, I could do something else with this. Yeah. Um, But he goes over to Stu. Randy goes over to Stu and he's like, oh, there goes my shot with Sydney. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, first of all. Right, Second of you all, thought you had one. 
yeah like fuck you for that whole thought process and second of all he's like i'm gonna go check on them and makes like the most creepy scary face in the world and it's like maybe Randy did kill that guy yeah you know i look at that guy i wonder if he did kill his wife so um, billy and sydney are upstairs and sydney starts this conversation by saying sorry i've been so self-absorbed with all this post-traumatic stress i could scream <laughs> i could scream in fact she's like i can't wallow forever and i can't keep lying to myself about who my mom was she's like i like have been scared of sex because i don't want to end up a slut like her basically <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, because I thought she was going to be like, I thought that was leading into, you know, my mom had sex and it seems like that was related to her murder. Like, right. Right. Like, I think the person she had an affair with killed her. And so I'm afraid of sex. And it's like, no, yeah, she's like a bad, I don't, I'm afraid of being a bad seed. And I'm like, dude, Girl. your mom did a shitty thing, but like, calm down. Like, yeah. don't cheat on your husband, but my God. Billy's like reassuring her. They do a lot more movie analogies. And Sydney's like, well, this is real life. It's not a movie. And Billy says, sure it is, Sid. It's all one big movie. He goes, only you can't pick the genre. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Oh, yeah. And then she's like, what if we do a porno? She's ready to oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know why, based yeah. on that conversation. Yeah, she just sort of decides. And I'm like, huh. And he asks her if she's sure, which I think is really interesting because yeah. he has been like very like pestering her to like have right. sex with him. And as soon as she's like, yeah, I'm ready. He's like, wait, really? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. There's also like not to do this, but like I was talking to somebody about this. It's like when you just get this like random glimpse of humanity in a killer, mm -hmm. it's even scarier. Yeah. Um, and she's like, a, she's like apologizing for being afraid like of, of sex and everything. And she's like, I didn't want to end up like my mom. I know it doesn't make sense. And he gets really quiet and he goes, yeah, it does. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Ah, guilt <laughs> guilt you sir you feel sir like i freaked out and like probably not i don't i don't know but it was like well you know um, so with that then they're off and yeah, we cut to go. downstairs where they're watching halloween um and randy is talking because they're like waiting to like see someone's boobs you know they're yeah. all like getting very excited about seeing some titties which i can relate um <laughs> And Randy's like, no, 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 we don't get to see Jamie Lee's boobs. And like, that's why she survives. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you guys don't know the rules. And everybody knows this part. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows this shit. It's so good. But it's so fun because he like gets up and he's kind of like performing and they're all like, whoa. They're like throwing popcorn at him. Yeah, I was kind of happy for him. I was like, this little movie nerd gets his moan in the sun. No, I love the rules scene. The rules are so good. It's so good. Okay, so rule he goes, number one. Go ahead. Yep. You gotta be a virgin. You can't have sex. Mm -hmm. And fucking Stu's like, I'd be a goner. Shut up. <laughs> um, second rule, you can't do drugs or drink. And they all like cheers they their beer bottles. <laughs> oh. And then he's like, it's an extension of the first rule. Like it's purity culture, but he doesn't say it like that. Um, oh, he's like, it's like the idea of sin or whatever. Yeah. And then rule number three is you never say I'll be right back because you're not gonna be right back. And so Stu in his infinite wisdom, he stands up and he's like, gotta get some from the kitchen, ba ba ba. He goes, I'll be right back. And then Randy says to him, okay, I'll see you in the kitchen later with a knife, which is a funny thing in retrospect. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God, I was like getting, I've seen this movie and I was getting paranoid watching this, uh, <laughs> like especially this scene uh, because we go back outside 
and they're still watching the footage and like um Dewey drives up and he like he like goes to Gail and he's like hey <laughs> um the like I just got a call that they found a car in the bushes like do you want to go with me to look at it and I'm like <laughs> dude because like that's a thing in Hannibal this is why I was thinking about it the reporter in Hannibal here I go um gets information from um one of the guys that works at the FBI because she sleeps with him and she's like so what's up with your case it's all like implied and he's like you used me and I'm like this is what she's doing to you doing mm -hmm. but he invites her to go find this car which is an insane thing to do and she like goes towards the cop car and he's like no let's walk and I'm like ah murderer <laughs> it's a murderer. beautiful night so they take a romantic walk to find an abandoned car literally but I was suspicious of him for no reason <laughs> So back inside, we get this like artful scene of Billy and Sydney having sex, and it's like intercut with all the kids downstairs watching the sex scene in Halloween. And it's like almost as if Randy is like narrating the sex scene happening upstairs because he's like, here comes the obligatory tit shot. And then it cuts to like Sid taking off her shirt, but we don't see her boobs very notably. It's <laughs> we like, do not see her tits. I, I appreciated that, you know? and. They also don't let us see the Halloween boobs. I was like, thank you. Yeah. It's, I always, this is so silly, but I love the way nudity gets covered up in movies. Like when you do that in a way that's interesting and it's like, you can see her really clearly, but like, it's just like, oh, like she's just covered by, um, by Billy's shoulder. I'm like, come mm -hmm. on. Yep. Like, there's such a good setup how it's done. I don't know. <laughs> so while this is happening, they get a phone call at the house. I don't know who's calling them, but someone has called. Yeah. Stu's house to notify everyone that Principal Hembry is dead, that they found his body like strung up on the football field. Um, and so everybody except for our main characters drunk drives to go see his body. <laughs> They're like, get to the goalpost before they take it down. I'm like, ah. it's crazy. One kid screams hi ho silver, which <laughs> yeah. I enjoy. They're like singing the flight of the Valkyries. That's another thing too. When Dewey hands that beer back to that kid, he's like, all right, now watch the driving. I'm like, how about don't drive? How about don't drive? They're how about like wasted drive? driving to oh, see their yeah. dead principal. Insane, insane. These teens and their apathy. But like for <laughs> real, that's fucking crazy. But a very convenient way to leave only Randy, yeah. Sid, Billy, Stu, Tatum's dead body, <laughs> Gail, Dewey at the house. <laughs> Literally. Um. Oh, speaking of drunk driving and Gail yeah. and Dewey, they drunk drive Gail and Dewey into a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, slow down, slow down. And then he's like, oh, and then he goes, jump. And they run out of the road. <laughs> and, and they, they like, land on top of each other. So they ooh. do the only thing they could do, which is smooch. They kiss. And it's, I said when the chemistry is like too good. <laughs> yep. And she kind of like looks to the side, Gail does. And she goes, is that what you're looking for? And he goes, my whole life. <laughs> and she forcibly turns his face to the side. So he's looking it's at what so she's cute. looking at, which is Sydney's dad's car. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like his car is left abandoned here. So they're like, he's probably in the house trying to murder some teens. So they hurry back. And we're back inside after uh, Sid and Billy have had sex and they're like getting all dressed and everything. And Sydney is brushing her hair with what <laughs> yeah. I can only assume is Stu's mom's hairbrush. Such it's a disgusting. weird choice. Such a weird choice to Don't make. do that. Literally. Freak also, ass. like, it kind of looks like there's blonde hair in there. And like Stu's Literally. blonde. That makes sense. She's going to be like, she has dark like, hair. She has brown hair. Like, what the fuck? 
So fucking funny. And my nose just say, whose hairbrush is that? And literally, I'm like, do you get, because she puts it down on the counter, so it's not hers. You can't do that. She doesn't have a purse. That's the most egregious thing in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, they're just kind of like, she's like making small talk. She goes, so who'd you call? And he's like, what? And like, you're kind of also like, what? Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, she wouldn't be like, I mean, I don't, I don't know her business, but it's like, you would think if she did think he did it, she wouldn't suddenly be like, so yeah, like right after they had sex. But, um, he's kind of like, what do you mean? She's like at the station, like, who was your one phone call? And he's like, oh, I call my dad. And she's like, well, I saw the sheriff call your dad. And he kind of pauses and he's like, oh, I didn't get an answer the first time. I'm like, they let you call back. <laughs> right. But like, whatever, you know, I also have 20, 20 hindsight or whatever. Um, and so it's a bit of like an unsatisfactory silence follows yeah. that and Billy like maybe getting a little nervous I don't know but he's like you don't still think it was me do you and she like either doesn't really answer or doesn't give him the answer that he wants because he's like what do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not the killer that it's exactly <laughs> what he's about to do um and so what he has to do is get fucking stabbed by Ghostface immediately mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> yep. So you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, there he goes. And then yep. another, you know, chase ensues through the house. She's like gone up the stairs again, or she's still upstairs and can't make it downstairs. So she tries to like climb out of a second story window Ugh. and Ghostface jump scares her. And so she falls down, but she's okay. But she does fall. <laughs> yeah, she like lands on her back on like a boat. Should be like incapacitated. Just but she's good. Dead. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> it's like the fucking eight kids where Ben falls down the hill yes. for so many minutes. He fucking broke his neck. <laughs> yeah, he died. Um, but speaking of he died, Sydney mm. gets up and then looks up in front of her, and it's Tatum's dead body hanging out the garage door. And like we studied theater, um, and like the way she screams feels so correct. Cause it's like, I always think it's like one of those things where it's like, that's not something you could ever simulate as an experience, you know? But she did. Uh, she sure did. And I think she did a good job. I don't know. I'm like, that's how I would scream. <laughs> as if I'm like, even have the chance of being as talented as Neve Campbell. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, she's just, she acts so good. She's so good. <laughs> she's so good. So back inside, Randy is alone, still watching the end of Halloween. Um, and he seems to be intoxicated or sleepy, whatever. He's watching the end of Halloween. It's, you know, the scene we talked about, I was gonna say last week, but it was like a month ago, but <laughs> the scene we talked about last episode. Um, and so he's talking at the TV. He's like, Jamie behind you. He's behind you, Jamie, turn around, which is very funny because Ghostface is approaching behind Brandy with like his knife up. And so we all laugh. <laughs> And then we cut back outside um, to the van where Sydney runs up to the like news TV van, whatever mm -hmm. the fuck it is. And she's like banging on the door, like help let me in. So Kenny, the cameraman opens the door and she's like, no, like he's here, he's here. And he goes, well, like we have like a camera set up and they're like, let's see what's going on. And they look at the screen and they see Ghostface coming up on Randy and he goes behind you kid. And you're like, yeah. ah. And like, oh no, oh fuck, like we gotta do something. So Ken like throws the door open and it's this great like quick like zoom towards the door. The door is open, which isn't how it was on the feed that they were watching. And he turns around, he's like, fuck, 30 second delay, turns around again, gets his throat fucking sliced by Ghostface. That part, oh I don't, the 30 second delay is so scary to me. I don't know, oh, it's that genius. part scares me so bad. 
It's so fucking good. And like as he's dying, he's like, the door, the door, close yeah. the door. Like, I don't, there's something very sweet about it. Yeah. That he doesn't just shut down. Like as he's dying, he's like, I gotta, I gotta protect this kid. I just liked it. I like Kenny. Be nice so, to him. <laughs> so Sydney's like clambering around in the van. Everybody is running around at this point. Everyone's Everybody's like, running around. Everyone's fucking running around. Gail and Dewey are at the house. They're splitting up, running. Everyone is some which way Dewey's waving his gun all over the place which I don't think he should be doing no I think also the killer is, is manages to stab Sydney in the shoulder yeah definitely definitely a non-lethal stab occurs yeah oh my god and like whoever's probably Gail and uh Dewey are running around in the house and we hear a woman screaming and you're like huh oh no but yeah it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween bitch gotcha that's funny that's a good one Gail is outside. She's going back to the news van and she finds it empty. She's like, ah, oh, fuck. And so she starts calling 911, but then she gets startled by Randy. Like, because people, like, approach people more gently. You don't yeah. need to, like, pop up in windows, like, screaming because Gail gets scared and she whacks him in the face with her big ass phone and, like, knocks him out. And I think drives off, right? She drives off, she hits the gas, and when she does, Kenny's body, which was on top of the van, like the momentum like thrusts him onto the windshield, which is upsetting. And like his blood is like seeping down the window and she puts the windshield wipers on and it's yeah. like wiping the blood out of the way. And she like hits the brakes to try and like toss him off. She's like, sorry, Kenny. And once she gets him off the car, she sees Sydney in the middle of the road, like flailing around and loses control of the van and crashes it into a tree. And it's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um so sydney i guess like turns back to the house like mm -hmm. where she's well because the killer almost just got her outside so she's yep. like okay fuck, i guess i'm going inside now and dewey's on like the porch outside and she's like dewey and he like he has the like sid and he falls over and as he's falling we see there's a fucking knife in his back yeah so then there's a ghost face chase to the car <laughs> that was hard to say <laughs> um <laughs> And so she gets inside and she like locks all the doors, but Ghostface like comes right up outside the window and like dangles the car keys oh. in front of her. So it's like fucking useless. Yeah. And she's like pushes the locks shut and mm -hmm. then like he opens them. Yeah. Because like, he's got the fucking car keys and she's pushing them back down and the trunk opens. And it's she's like, so okay. focused on like whack a mole the locks back yeah. down. She doesn't notice the trunk open um oh but not before sid because it's the cop car that she's in so she right. manages like radio the cops so we know like they're on their way so it's just like a matter of time yeah, but she gets a lot can out. happen <laughs> yeah time. oh and it's also interesting because when she radios the police she's like i'm at stumacher's house like blankety blank main street whatever please he's gonna kill me and i'm mm -hmm. like who right who's gonna like the way she says it it's like i'm at stew's house he's gonna and kill Stu's me. gonna kill me <laughs> she like runs back inside the house and then as she's going to shut the door randy and Stu pop up and they're both going sydney please he did it let me in yes and it's like this terrible moment of her like turning between like randy and Stu and randy and Stu, and then she just goes fuck you both and closes the door and locks them out That's the best fucking shit ever dude i love it oh and then and then get this who comes fucking tumbling down the stairs drenched in blood but it's Billy can like barely speak and like staggers up and he's like, give me the gun. It's like, fucking no. Are you joking? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah, he's so dramatic falling all the way down the stairs. <laughs> so goofy for the that. Dude, it's literally. He tumbled all the way down <laughs> for no fucking reason. 
But she's so distressed. She gives him the gun because that's yeah. like her like. Because I was about to say like "fuck you both" is so not a thing that like capital W women in capital M movies do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she hands him the gun, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. I don't want to hold a gun either. My God. Oh my God. So he opens the door and Randy comes busting in and he's like, you gotta help. Like, it's Stu. He's gone mad. <laughs> and then Billy just fucking smiles. <laughs> you freak ass. It is the worst thing ever. He goes, we all go a little mad sometimes. And you're like, okay. Okay. And then so also he right. shoots Randy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> more, yeah, more presently that. Shoots Randy, and then he like his hands are covered in the blood from him, and he like sucks on his fingers, and he's like corn syrup, and then Sydney's like, oh fucking Jesus Christ, oh damn! So she like turns around to leave, but gets stopped by Stu, and she has a split second of like, oh my God, Stu, let's go! But then he pulls out like a little voice modifier and does the little ghost face thing. It was both of them; they were two killers. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. You probably knew that. <laughs> Like, come on, man. And here we, this is Matthew Lillard time in the kitchen. <gasps> here we go. Why Every single say, thing he says. I don't say gay ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that perhaps Riley because they're being very gay ass? Because gay fucking ass. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> like, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want this to be true, you know? Like, I don't want so the. <laughs> They're being so gay. I'm like, don't represent us like this. Don't represent the community in this way. But like, it's not my fault. They're being gay. It's, yeah, it's not our fault. They're like the most adorable couple in the world. They're like world. draped all over each other. Literally, it's like chin hooked over the shoulder. Like, <laughs> And like, I know that like, he's like, we did it, baby. Like, it's not that kind of baby, but like, he'll be talking to Billy and he's like, all right, baby. And I'm like, so shut much. the fuck up. The scene rocks. Um, it's so good. Especially because like Stu is just like doing what he does, but dialed up and kind of in yeah. a different context. But yeah. Billy's like different. He's so different. Like he's all slithery and like happy and it's really disturbing. <laughs> it's insane. So we get a lot of intel from this scene uh, right up top. We find out that Billy and Stu framed Cotton Weary uh, because they killed Sydney's mom which is very troubling to find out like a year later, like you've been dating this fucking guy for a year after he yeah. killed and raped your mom. Yeah. Oh God. And she's like, fuck you. And he goes, we already played that game. You <sighs> lost like, Oh, the most disgusting line, but it's like a genius line. You know, he's like, we watched a few movies, take a few notes. Oh. And she's like, like, why did you, kill my mom and uh billy he's like i think she wants a motive it's a lot scarier when there is no motive and like Stu really sincerely believes that they have no motive and like right. they just for fun killed her um <laughs> but then billy turns on her and is like well she was a slut and she fucked my dad and made my mom leave and it cuts to Stu, and he is like this is the first time he's heard this. Yeah. He is very taken aback. Because he's like playing around. He's like, he's like, your mom was a slut. And he's like, yeah, we did her a favor. Like, he's like, your mom was a slut, like Sharon Stone or something. Like, it's not that, but it's that. It's like walking around town, like she's Sharon Stone. Yeah. And Stu, I can't do it. But he's like, he's like holding the gun. He goes, and he like does this little yep. silly thing with his hands. It's amazing. And he's your like, mom we did was no Sharon Stone. Yeah. He's like, yeah, don't worry. We killed your mom because she was ugly. <laughs> Your mom was ugly and a slut. 
<laughs> and made your my mom is a fugly slut. <laughs> yeah, literally. Your and mom like, made right my as, mom leave. And right as I was about to be like, haha, mommy issues a little ass, he's like, maternal abandonment like creates serious deviancy. I mean, look at you. You slept with a psychotic person. And I'm like, uh oh. <clears throat> but um, Stu like recovers from this shocking revelation. Yeah, he's like, whatever. He's like, okay, moving swiftly on from that. Sid, we got a surprise for you. It's a scream, baby. Uh. <laughs> I got so excited I burped. <laughs> Literally like opened my mouth to say something and it just went ah. <laughs> just belch. Like I can't explain. Like again, if you haven't seen it, like sorry, you have to look at two men covered in blood, but you have to watch this scene it's so good. because this man's body language is off the charts crazy. I was like, he, he like, earned that check, and so did Skeet Ulrich. Everybody in this movie earned their check. Rent was due. He's frothing yeah. at the mouth. <laughs> He's losing his shit, man. Um. So horrifically, I think they have some. Oh yeah, it fucking. Billy is just creepy and like has Sydney with like a knife to her neck and is like whispering in her ear like yep. it's after midnight at your mom's death anniversary and it's like yeah okay and Stu hauls her fucking dad in like bound and gagged um how long was he like, in that fucking closet I know tape. holy shit god he hauls him out and he's like like we cloned his cell phone and I'm like remember remember from before? they said you could do that they said you could do that and they did <laughs> Um, and he cloned his phone and he like, is like, we're not going to need this anymore to the voice recorder and like drops it into the dad's yep. pocket. Um, and so like the story that they're hoping to run with is that Sydney's dad like went crazy on the one year anniversary of his wife dying and like, went crazy and killed everyone and then left Bill and Stu for dead Bill <laughs> left Billy and Stu for dead. Uh, but they miraculously survive, which like several wrinkles in this plan but the one that yeah. sticks out to me the most is like wouldn't they notice that you're covered in fucking corn syrup yeah <laughs> like like you would have real blood because of what's about to happen but like wouldn't they also notice that you're covered in fake blood and wouldn't they yeah. be like why yeah what the fuck were you doing <laughs> but anyway Harry. that's just the squeaky wheel for me <laughs> yeah no that's fair well Stu's like i came up with that so maybe that's why <laughs> yeah maybe that's why so how they're gonna make this look authentic is by repeatedly stabbing each other <laughs> they are like, so boy <laughs> it's literally oh my god um, also like, gay ass literally they're so they're they're so boyfriends they're so boyfriends unfortunately billy and Stu have been boyfriends <laughs> in the past <laughs> um oh my god Stu's like, okay, I'm ready, man. Like, do it, baby. <laughs> and he so stabs crazy. him. It's He's like smacking his chest and everything. <laughs> so fucking Billy stabs him and he goes, oh, good one, man. Jesus. And so they're like taking turns stabbing each other. They're getting real carried away, though. <laughs> they're like <laughs> fighting over the night. And Stu's like, I think you cut me too deep. I feel a little woozy here. <laughs> that's my like that's my come to jesus is i'm feeling a little woozy here <laughs> and oh we also got oh. the great line <laughs> i think this is the line that i had like written on every like angsty notebook of mine like in my tumblr era where like sydney's like you guys watch like one too many movies like you're fucking psychos and billy says movies don't create psychos movies make psychos more creative so you know line 
This is when my notes say, aren't they going to wonder why Billy's covered in corn syrup? (laughs) There's also Billy, uh, not Billy, Stu's like, and we get to stick around for the sequel because, you know, these days you gotta have a sequel. Like, it's so good. This scene's so good. I can probably quote it verbatim. Literally. (laughs) I watched it over a week ago, but it's ingrained in my fucking memory. That's so good. So Billy is like menacing um, Sid. I almost said Nancy, LOL. So he's like getting ready. He's like, give me the knife and he's going to kill Sydney. And he's like, you get the gun and like get ready to plant it on her dad. Who's not dead yet, but whatever. Yep. Um, so Stu goes over and he's like, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Billy comes over. Dumb idea, but whatever. Billy comes over and they're looking at like the empty spot where the gun should be. Yep. And he's like, where's the fucking gun? He's like, I don't know. It was right here. And he's like, you idiot. And they're fighting. And it's just like someone's like, where's the fucking gun? And Gail pops up and she goes right here, asshole. And she's pointing the gun at them. She has the gun and she's aiming it at them. And she like goes to try and shoot them. Billy's like, that's not going to work or like something like that. She goes to shoot them. It doesn't work. Billy like kicks her out the door. Like she goes fucking flying like into a pile with Dewey. And he's like, the fucking safety was on, stupid girl. And that's, that's that for now. But like they're shocked when they run back to the kitchen from like chasing gail out the front door to find that sydney and her dad are not there anymore and it's like hey guys duh <laughs> like what the why didn't she stay here why didn't she wait <laughs> yeah killing all and then so they're in the kitchen all befuddled and the phone rings and Hey-o. Stu like picks it up it's like hello <laughs> <laughs> or billy picks up i don't remember which one of them picks it up but no I, it's I don't know. sydney with the voice modifier but like it doesn't mm-hmm. disguise her voice as well as it disguised everybody yeah. else's because it's clearly her she's like i called the police you fucking idiots oh it's billy who picks the phone because he's like you fucking oh, bitch yeah. and it just like, gets scary when they turn to call him you a bitch you know like yeah, it is he billy. does it with the other ones like it's like the misogyny jumps out and you're like ah it is billy who answers the phone because in his fury he like tosses the phone at Stu. <laughs> Who's like, like can barely stand up? Stu's like on the ground, fully dying of blood loss. <laughs> and he throws the phone at him, and Stu goes, "Fucking hit me with a phone, dick!" <laughs> like, there's no way that was in the script. There's no earthly way. Fucking hit me with a phone, dick is so funny. It's so, and it's like gut wrenching the way he says it, because <laughs> he's like, like blood's coming like out of his mouth, yeah, like yeah. he is sweating, crying, literally dying on the ground. <laughs> His boyfriend just hit him with the fucking phone. It's just like the absurdity of it all. It's like after yeah. after all this, you hit me with a fucking phone. God, and he like barely gets to that's the thing too that's so like remarkable. I mean yeah, is that Billy stabs Stu like fucking five times and he really only gets to stab Billy like once. Yep. You know? So it's yep. like, hmm, were we both gonna walk out of this? I don't know. Um, but he's like, You stay on the phone with her. He cause Billy's <laughs> I'm gonna go find her (laughs) so he does (laughs) so Stu picks the phone up and he's like hello (laughs) and Sydney's like oh Stu like (laughs) it's one of those things where like she's obviously like it's not real pity but she's like what even was your motive like why are you fucking doing this and he was like peer pressure I'm sensitive (laughs) I'm sensitive Aubrey um but he's like did you really call the cops? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. (laughs) Come on. And like, 
behind him, Billy is like freaking it. He's like oh ripping up pillows <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's getting stuck to the corn syrup on him. So he looks like a big chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. He's like, I'm going to go find her. And then he's like, actually, wait a minute. I'm just going to punch some pillows for a minute. I'm going to go have a succession like, bathroom scene. Yeah, for a literally. And then he's like lurking in the hallway and he gets distracted by Halloween on the TV. At which point, Sydney, who has like put on the ghost face costume, which is yeah. a little freaky, <laughs> she like busts out of the closet door and like hits him in the chest with an umbrella. Um, like a pointy umbrella, you know, the ones she that like, like runs the... them through. Yep. <laughs> and so he it's goes so down. Sick. Um, but of course there is another one to deal with. Yeah. Stu and gets Stu... a second wind. Yeah. He does. He like, here's his boyfriend get killed. And he's like, no fucking way right now. <laughs> um, so he pops out and they have a fight. Yeah. They roll around for a while. She bites him. I love her. Uh, and then she drops a TV on his head and he's dead. Cause she TVs sure does used to be heavy. Yeah. <laughs> And he like goes like, you know, as <laughs> we got a TV for the living room today, about this thick, you know, yep. I was mm-hmm. looking at it. I'm like, that wouldn't kill Stu. <laughs> no, it sure wouldn't. It would just bounce right off. Do you know that man is six, five? I believe it. <laughs> My notes say he's died. <laughs> he, he has, he has died. He's died. That's also like, while he's killing Sydney, he's like, I always had a thing for you, Sid. I'm oh, like, yeah. whoa. I'm like, Wait. again. <laughs> Like he could have made that so creepy and sexual, and it was like, nah, just, just, just Stu. It's like notes, could be true, but just isn't scary in that way. It's scary because like, holy fuck, it's Stu. My notes are just so funny because it says he's died. Randy's up. Never mind, he's down. Billy's yeah. up. <laughs> literally, it's a big like rising and dropping. They're bop, all bop. like, <laughs> literally. Um. So. Oh my god, that's the I always had a thing for you since she goes in your dreams and push the TV. Yeah. On. Um, so Randy pops up after like Sydney has gotten up or no, she walks out of the room after fucking killing Stu, rah, rah, Sid, super bitch. Mm-hmm. And Randy's like, holy shit. I've never been so happy to be a virgin in my life. <laughs> um, and they're like, she's like, yeah. And then immediately Billy like pops up. <laughs> uh, and I don't think he even says anything. Gail shoots nope. him in a fucking second. And she's yeah. like, guess what? <laughs> He seems dead. Uh, right. So Randy gets up again and he's like, ah, 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 this is when the killer comes back for one last scare. And he literally like, does like a boo. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> and then Sydney, is it Sydney who shoots him in the head? Yeah. Sydney shoots him like between the eyes, like dead, dead. Yeah. Cause I think, cause that's, they bring, cause Gail comes inside after she shoots Billy and like very appropriately, I think is like, I just shot a teenage boy. Right. Like, yeah, he was a killer, but like, holy shit. So they, so Sydney like kind of ushers her in and takes the gun out of her mm-hmm. hands. Cause she's like, I'm old hat at this by now. And Sydney says, not in my movie. Cause he's dead, dead. Uh, then Sydney's dad jump scares. Them. <laughs> yeah. He like tumbles back out of the closet, which why'd he go back in there? I guess so he can stay away from Billy. And she's like, oh, dad, like shoot, forgot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I kind of made the not in my movie line hit less hard. That's okay. Oh, well um they all kind of take a moment where it's it's so funny though because it's kind of like oh dad yeah <laughs> like oh you scaring us when you fall out of the closet um but we cut to later it's like the sun is starting to come up now um and dewey's all like wrapped up on a stretcher and yeah. they're like hang in there kid and he's like will do like he's fine he's fine he's coming back for the sequel um and i guess we don't really see the kids no but- it's just gail and she's like still bloody and all, fu- and it's God when she shoots him, like she looks so good. 
Um, she's, she's so like, happy oh. she finally got her exclusive literally because there's like a moment where she's talking to kenny in the van and like because we're kind of not impressed with her she feels a little sleazy yeah um so very, very sleazy in the beginning and then it kind of gets a little better it's like she really does think cotton's innocent blah 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 um and she says at one point to kenny like you think any other tabloid reporters ever like gotten a pulitzer and he's like oh you never know and like my she daddy really has have, one like... <laughs> sorry um, i love bringing that up <laughs> No, I love it. He does. That took me a second. I thought you meant Kenny. And I was like, when did that come up? Your daddy <laughs> sure no, my does. my daddy has a Pulitzer. Yes, he does. But there's something sweet about like, like seeing her like actual, like, like she wants to be a journalist, you know? Yeah. Like my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love my dad. Anyway. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you do. Are you I done? I also love my dad. Um, yeah. Do you <laughs> she mind looks if I wrap all, up? Like, yeah, she looks all roughed up, but she looks really good. And then what does she do, Riley? <laughs> uh, she's reporting live from the scene. We get this incredible like drone shot. It couldn't have been a drone because it was 1996. Don't know how they did it, but <laughs> of like overhead of the house. Um, and it's the end. You know, we get like the title card, but the killer always comes back for one last scare. So there's like a little like boo jump scare of Ghostface before the credits start to roll, which I think is just delightful. It's so that's fucking the good. Movie. And then it's like, oh, these are like weirdly upbeat credits, but like that's yeah. kind of a thing. And I'm listening to the lines and it's like, we're just children. Like we'll stay kids forever. And I'm like, oh, like, cause teenagers. And then it fucking goes like from a whisper to a scream. It doesn't sound like that, but I was like, right. Oh, that's the name of the thing. To a scream. Holy shit. Uh, Tara, final thoughts on scream. This movie fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know. I'm like so stuck on Gail being like the, like, anchoring point for the ending because it's like it's so, so good it's like she finally gets it we don't hate her anymore yep because like she and sydney are like the surviving women so and like they're kind of like for yeah, so like, I got long you. too bro yeah <laughs> um and it's like very badass she's like just almost got killed and she's like i'm here live like with yeah. an eyewitness account and then like she does her little cold open she's like all right let's take that back to when like she's very businessy and i just like yep. it a lot and it's like why would that even happen for a minor character in a horror movie but they do because it's good because this was craven he's good at this exactly <laughs> yeah this uh, is the best. it's the best it's also the 13th scariest and tara what do you think the bravo tv network chose as the 13th scariest movie moment of all time can you guess i have been turning this over in my head for a month <laughs> <laughs> and i simply like, i feel like i'm probably very wrong but I'm going to say it's like the last jump scare at the end because that feels like so this You're movie. so close, but flip it. <laughs> oh, the Billy jump scare? No, it's the opening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The opening's fucking terrifying. It's the entire opening. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I mean, yeah, holy shit. Oh, um, ah, you got to scare them really bad up front and then they'll do whatever you want. And they sure go. did. Uh, we have Courtney Cox and David Arquette sitting side by side Aww. in the special, which I think is very cute. And it's really, it I don't really think cute. David says anything, but Courtney Cox is just like gushing over this movie and how much she Aww. loved being in it, which is nice. I love that. Um, Wes Craven's also in the special and he talks about how he originally passed on this movie at first because he said he was like in a phase where he like, quote, wanted to do a normal movie. He was yeah. like, I can't keep doing horror movies. Like I'm yeah, going to get yeah. pigeonholed. Uh, but he said he was like at a convention and a little kid came up to him and said like, I love Last House on the Left. You should do something that kicks ass again. And he was like, okay. <laughs> 
It's really cute. And so he did. And I think that's cute. Oh, I love that. Um, they also, yeah. I forget who, one of the film critics who's like a regular on the special talks about how there was like a fear at this time when the movie came out that like this would be the end for horror movies because it so successfully satirized the whole genre. They're like, right. oh, fuck, like what are we going to do? Uh, but that obviously didn't happen. And talking about the opening scene specifically, which like, this is also one of those where you just kind of like more broadly talk about the movie and how good yeah. it is rather than like the scariest moment. Um, but they talk about how it like makes you feel unsafe because like if Drew Barrymore can get killed in the first five minutes, like anyone can go. Fuck yeah. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? And it'll actually be next week this time. <laughs> It'll actually be next week, I promise. And it just so happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's a movie I know from the year 1990, directed by Rob Reiner, and it's called Misery. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck! Oh, God! Welcome oh, no. back to the pod, Stephen King. We Let's missed go. you, baby! We did! Uh, oh. If you're not familiar with Misery, it's I'm your number one fan. It's Annie Wilkes, it's you know, yeah. you know, it's you the car know. accident trauma, yeah. It's the snow. I was gonna say it's the snow one, but that could also be The Shining. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Different snow one. Stephen so King versus good. the winter. Oh, I'm this so movie's excited. So good. I love I'm, Misery. I'm very afraid. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <gasps> Damn. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That's all. Thank you for coming back to join us. We're we'll sorry, come back too. We really will. We so promise. Oh, well, I get like hit by a car tomorrow. No, that's not true. I will not. I'm gonna live and have such a good day, and my voice will be back to normal by next week. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, and if you want to continue to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fright Your Life. You can also follow Riley's and my individual Twitters at Riley Cassidy One and at Tara Elwood. And you can join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh. Ooh. Yippee!